Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hello there, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 202 of the People Powered Business Podcast. How is the start of the new year going for you so far? Are you back at it or are you taking a, you know, more laid back (laughs) approach to reintroducing yourself back into the return to normal uh, programming for the year? I'm taking a bit of a late January break. So um, I worked through and I'll be in holiday mode for the most of January, So, um, which is probably not ideal timing given everyone else will be back in the swing of things. However, that is what I am planning to do. You know, today is an episode that I actually wasn't going to record on the podcast and then I thought, no, actually I will because I think it's a really interesting framework that I use and that lots of people use. And uh, I was curious to bring this episode to you to get your thoughts on whether this is something that you do and to share with you some alternative frameworks if this kind of thing is not for you. Might be a little more woo-woo than my usual episodes. It's certainly not a legislation update. Um, But today I want to talk to you about having a word of the year. Is that something that you do? Is is Firstly, have you heard of it before, I guess? And what do you think of the concept? Because for a few years now, I have had a word of the year and I quite like it and I'll share why I like the concept. And I have got a word picked for 2024 and I realised that I'm pretty sure I did come up with a word in 2023, but I kind of got lost along the way and I forgot about it and Upon reflection, I feel like not having that word at the center of my thought process may have led to some of the things that I didn't want to happen that did happen in 2023. So it's been an interesting reflection on the value of actually having a word of the year. So today I thought I'd share why having a word of the year is what I think is a good idea. I'm going to give you some alternative kind of frameworks that you can use if this one is not for you, but to achieve a similar outcome. And I'm going to tell you what my word of the year for 2024 is and why and what does it all mean. Now, if you're a business owner or an entrepreneur, this is definitely for you. Like you, this is a thing that you should be doing. But if you're a leader or a manager in a business, this might feel a little more foreign, which is totally okay. But I think listen with curiosity because it may be something that you find really valuable either personally or professionally. So firstly, why do I think you should have a word of the year? I've probably got three reasons. The first is the most important. Having a word of the year gives you clarity and focus. And like I said, I kind of forgot about my 2023 word of the year. uh, And I don't think I had as much clarity and focus which is really interesting. I think a word of the year can act as um, like a guiding principle, if you like. Um, It can help you frame up decisions. I like to look at it 
kind of like a lens. So if I'm making every decision through the lens of my word of the year, then I tend to find that I'm making better decisions for the business and for the season of business that I am in at the moment. You can make sure that it aligns with your objectives, with your goals, with any targets that you've got. So it can kind of help you get to where you want to go in that sense. And a big one for me is I think it really helps you to avoid shiny object syndrome. Now, I don't think I'm usually prone to shiny object syndrome. I'm a pretty focused person generally, but in business, and when you're seeing other businesses do these awesome things and you think, oh, that's interesting. Maybe I should do that. We can all be a little bit subject to a bit of shiny object syndrome. And I think having a word of the year helps you to avoid falling trapped to that. It's not that you're never going to take on those ideas, but by having a word of the year as your focus, as your guiding principle, a lens through which you make all your decisions, it's very easy to say, yes, but not right now. This is not for right now because it doesn't fit with what I'm doing this year. The second thing that I think is very powerful about having a word of the year is it gives you permission to remove the overwhelm and guilt. You can't be everything to everyone all the time and having a word of the year as your guiding principle lets you stop trying to do that. It gives you an out to say, actually, that doesn't work for me this year or that's not in alignment with what I want to do this year or that doesn't help me reach this objective this year. So I think it actually gives you an out from all the obligation that can come with having a business. And thirdly, it's simple. That's why I like it. (laughs) I like simple. Um, It's a simple framework to follow. It's not complex. It doesn't require tons of time and energy to get right. It certainly doesn't require a big document. I actually really like to print my word of the year and have it on my wall so I can see it. Maybe one of the reasons the 2023 word did not stick because I don't think I had it on my wall at any point in time. But um, I like to have mine up so it's visible and it's simple. And I like a simple framework and a simple strategy because I find the more complicated these things get, the less likely I am to stick to them and to do them. So they're probably the three most compelling reasons I think it's worth having a word of the year. But perhaps you're listening to this and thinking, no thanks, that sounds woo-woo, that sounds crazy, that's not for me. That's okay, because there's other frameworks I can give you and other things you can do. And really, I think the goal for any of these frameworks is to give you that clarity and focus, to be your guiding principle to help you navigate through whatever's going to come at you this year. So some other things that others do that are similar in their intention. Vision board. If you're a very creative and visual person, a vision board can be a great strategy. And I've done vision board work with teams before. Um, You know, you can combine business and personal, or you could have just a business one and just a personal one. Uh, It's great if you are a much more visual person and you're creative and you enjoy that that art of creation of of a vision board. So you could do a 12 month vision board for sure, um, which would give you the same focus. Is this going to help me get to what's on my vision board? Which is the whole point. Another strategy that other businesses use is having themes. Now, often this is quarterly or even monthly. Monthly themes are, yeah, I think they're good. They can be a little trickier because they change so often, obviously. So I think quarterly is good. But having themes, again, it delivers you focus and clarity. Helps you figure out 
a lens through which to make all the decisions for that period of time. So that's not a bad strategy either. Having a mantra rather than a word is another strategy. And when I first started my business, I had a mantra. I didn't actually intentionally say, I'm going to have a mantra, or I didn't actually say, I have a mantra, but it was a mantra. And my mantra when I first started my business was, I'm building the empire. (laughs) That's so stupid now. I'm building the empire. Because that's absolutely what I set out with every intention to do and, and what I did. I built an empire, unfortunately built an empire that I in, then didn't realize I didn't actually love. Anyhow, that's what I set out to do. And because it was everything, it was just, it was like a constant theme running, running through my head. I'm building the empire, I'm building the empire. I built the empire. I had a team. I had a big team. I had a big office. I had all the things. I built what I set out to do because I had that mantra. So having a mantra is also equally powerful for giving you that focus and clarity. And another strategy, which I actually quite like as well, is having a top three. So three focuses. Now, I'm a big fan of three. Three is actually my favorite number um, because I think it's manageable. Like once you get beyond three, it's too many. So I like three as a number. And having a top three lets you kind of spread out (laughs) your intentions because for many people, having one word is like, well, that's very specific and it's too little. It's not enough to work with. So having a top three can really work. And, And it might be three themes across different maybe areas of your life or areas of your business, or it might be three focuses. You know, it might be profit, growth, um, team, naming three things off the top of my head. So it could be three kind of different focus areas. Um, so I, I quite like the three, um, having three focuses or having a top three is what they often refer to it as as well, because I think it's uh, digestible enough to be a constant focus. It's not too many um, and gives you a little bit more spread across different areas of the business, which, uh, you know, I get that having just one word can feel a little limiting for some people. And that's why having the right word is really important. But I definitely encourage you as a business owner and entrepreneur to have one of these kind of frameworks in place to help give you that clarity and focus, to help remove the overwhelm and to give you a lens through which to make all of your decisions for that period, whether it's a year or a quarter or a month or whatever it is, because that will help you make sure your actions align with your objectives and it will help you ultimately reach your goals more effectively. So whatever framework works, pick one, but I absolutely encourage you to have one of these frameworks. And as I said at the moment, and this might change for me, I may not do word of the year, but I am doing word of the year at the moment. And I just thought I'd share like how I come up with my word, how I know it's the right word, why, you know, why this particular word for this year. So this is really interesting. I've, I've shared on the podcast before that when it comes to like business planning and those kind of things, I need space. I need time. I need to be somewhere other than at my desk <laughs> because if I'm at my desk, I've got 37,000 emails to respond to. I've got, um, you know, questions being asked inside our members Facebook group. I've got, you know, all the things normal every other business owner has. So I find it very hard to get the clarity to make plans and so forth um, when I'm just at my desk. So I always have to find space. I found it incredibly difficult to find space in 2023, probably part of my problem. Um, And so it wasn't until the Christmas period that I had space in my calendar, literally, although I was still working through, um, to start to think. 
So when it comes to coming up with a word of the year, this is really a bit strange and very woo-woo for someone who's quite analytical like me. I don't go searching for a word of the year. That's going to sound very weird. I wait for a word to come to me. And about, I think it might have been late November, early December, I was walking or running. I know I was in my suburb. I know roughly where I was. I know the ocean was nearby and so forth. And a word just popped into my head out of absolutely nowhere. Like I didn't hear it on a podcast or audio book or anything like that. And it just came into my head and I immediately thought, I think that might be my word of the year. So when I'm sort of coming up with a word of the year, I don't put intentional thought into it because I think our subconscious is actually incredibly powerful um, and it sort of brings forward what we need our conscious to hear. So this word came to me and I immediately thought, oh my, that could be my word of the year. Like it, it was just that immediate thought. But I don't make that decision in that moment. So what if that happens, and that's happened before, it didn't happen last year, but it, um, it didn't happen, sorry, for my 2023 word, but it has happened to me before where a word's just sort of turned up and I thought, oh, I think that might be my word of the year. How I determine whether that's the right word is I just let it flow, as in I don't decide that's going to be the word, I just sort of sit with it. And I find, and I find this with everything that happens in my business, it will kind of keep popping up in all different ways. And that's when I know it's the right word. This happens when I'm working with clients all the time. For a month, everyone will just have the same problem or there'll be the same theme or they'll be having the same challenges. And I know that therefore that is a something that I need to talk about and help people with. So I, I look for themes, I look for patterns. I am a studier of psychology. I did psychology at uni. I'm very interested in brain function and behavior and how we think. So I, I tend to look for patterns anyway. It's just a natural instinct of mine. So how I know whether it's the right word is if it keeps punching me in the face from all different directions. <laughs> like it keeps coming up in maybe podcasts that I listen to randomly. Um, it keeps popping into my head. It just comes at me from all different angles. That's how I know it's the right word. Um, and so I don't sort of say, oh, I thought of a word that's definitely the word. And I don't sit there and do a pros and cons list of whether this is the right word. And I don't analyze it. I just leave it. And if it keeps coming up as a theme and it sort of just won't go away, it's the right word. So my word for 2024 is align. And I like the word because it is all-encompassing and applies to all areas of my life and business. So I like it because it is applicable across every aspect of everything that is important to me. And I like the word because what kept popping up for me and becoming apparent is that I kind of have been feeling like a double-headed, 16-tentacled octopus, right? I don't know whether you can relate to that, but nothing is organized. I feel like nothing's organized. I feel like there is stuff everywhere and nothing has structure or alignment to it. And I have very clear intentions to grow my business significantly in the next period of time. And that needs alignment. That needs structure. It needs systems. And it's really going to apply for me across all areas. And I'm going to be making my decisions with this word as a lens because I want to be aligned with building the type of business that I want. 
not the type of business that other people tell me I should be building, not the type of business that I know might work, but the type of business that I want. I also really want to be aligned with being the kind of person, being the kind of leader, being the kind of friend, parent, partner that I want to be. And I have felt a little out of alignment, to be honest with that, over the last couple of years because I've been too busy serving everyone in all the ways that they want. I haven't felt aligned for me in terms of how I want to be showing up in the world. So that's important. I want things to align personally for me this year. I've shared on the podcast before, uh, we're a blended family. We have four teenagers in total. (laughs) Yay! That's super fun right now. But also I've come to the realisation Uh, that my eldest has two more years left of school, which means two more years that I get a say in where we hold (laughs) in her wanting to holiday with us, in being able to create those kind of childhood, and it was childhood, obviously, she's not a child, but memories with her. And my youngest is 13. So again, I've suddenly been slapped in the face with this realisation that there's a limited time in this phase of their lives that I've got left. And I had been very busily working and putting things off and saying, we'll do that down the track and we'll save for that and all those things that we tell ourselves. I don't want to do that this year. I want to do the things. I want to stop putting them off. So things need to align for me to be able to create the space and the financial freedom and all of those things to do that. I want my business brands to align, which sounds really weird, but I've got two different business brands. I've got all sorts of things going on. I want the activities that I do in my business to align. I want my systems and processes to align. I want my team to feel aligned with what they're doing because I'm building a new team at the moment. Some of the team have been with me for a little bit of time, uh, a couple of newbies, um, but I'm really excited about the team and I want that to be aligned. I want to stop feeling like this double-headed, 16-tentacled octopus (laughs) that's been feeling very scattered and very out of control. So aligned feels very right for me this year and it feels very aligned with the growth I want to have, with the people I'm loving to work with, with being aligned with the coaching and mentoring I'm doing, with uh, how I'm delivering my services in People Powered HR, with this podcast which is very important to me. So I like the word and that is going to be my word for the year. So I invite you that if you feel or see that I'm not being aligned, you can call me on that. Call me out on that. Absolutely. This year, I invite you to do that. So what about you? Do you have a word of the year? Is this something that you might adopt as a new framework? Or do you use one of the other frameworks that I shared, or maybe something different entirely? I'd really, really love to hear how you approach this kind of framing up of your focus for the year. Let us know inside the Facebook group, HR Support for Australian Businesses, if this is something you do, if this is something you're going to adopt new, or whether you do something else to create the same effect. I always love to hear how other business owners and entrepreneurs tackle this kind of thing. So jump on over to the Facebook group and let us know. The link for the Facebook group, by the way, is in today's show notes, wherever you're listening to this episode, Um, or you can always search HR Support Australia on Facebook and you will find us there. Okay, that is it for me for this week's episode. Next week, we have a special guest joining us on the podcast. Dr. Massey is in the house to talk all things holistic health and well-being for business owners and entrepreneurs. She she shares some amazing insights, so I'm super excited to bring that conversation to you on next week's episode of the podcast. Be sure to click follow wherever you're listening to this podcast so that you get that episode straight in your inbox 
in your podcast feed when it releases. That is it for me for today. Thank you so much for joining me and I'll chat to you again next week on the podcast. 